everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Cookies and Conversations. I'm your host, Molly Bowers, and today we will be discussing the political views of Generation Z, which is also referred to as Gen Z. So, grab a cookie and let's begin. Now, with the previous events that have taken place in the past couple of months, I'm sure that you are able to see that American society has become even more divided. There has been an increased amount of attention given to police brutality, and the 2020 election has just occurred. For the first couple of days, the race was so close that it was impossible to call, with the final results being 81,282,903 votes for Joe Biden and 74,223,030 votes for Donald Trump. It seems as though on one side of this division, there are people who believe in resisting change. They find comfort in tradition and think it is best to keep society the way it has been. However, on the other side are people who embrace change. They believe that bringing in new ideologies and ways of living will benefit society and help the nation grow. This division, or contrast in opinions, has led to a turbulent atmosphere, and I don't know about you guys, but I can definitely feel it. The nation has seen an increase in protests, violent demonstrations, familial rifts, and overall hatred. In fact, many of my family members have gotten into fights on Twitter and Facebook about various political issues and they no longer speak to each other, but that's for a different episode. Although each side is comprised of people of many different ages, there is an overwhelming number of younger people that want to embrace change. With this observation, I wanted to answer the question, How does Generation Z or Gen Z differ in its political views from previous generations, and how will society change as a result of these differences? Generation Z is the generation that succeeds the millennial generation, and it is made up of people born between the years 1997 to 2012. That means that the eldest members of Gen Z are now 23, and slowly more of them are gaining the right to vote each day. Since Gen Z is the future, I think that it is important to understand their overall political beliefs so we can then predict how society will continue to change and its trends for the future. Beginning with our first source, Are You Ready for Gen Z in the Workplace? Holly Schroth provides an overview of the defining characteristics of Gen Z. She brings up three main points about Gen Z a lack of work experience, an increase in social justice movements, and growing up in a technological world. Schroth reports that Gen Zers will enter adulthood with less experience in the labor market than prior generations. In 1979, 60% of teens had a job. In 2015, only 34% of teens had a job. And in 2024, that percentage is predicted to drop to 25 There could be multiple different reasons for this trend, a few being that Gen Zers are growing up in more affluent circumstances, there is a greater competition to get into colleges, and many of the lower level jobs are being filled by unemployed graduates or older workers. Schroth's second point about an increase in social justice movements is due to the fact that the notion of equality is very important to Gen Z. 91% believe that everyone is equal and should therefore be treated fairly. Gen Z is also the most racially and ethnically diverse generation. There is only a slight majority of the typically most popular group, with 52% of 6-21 to year olds being non-Hispanic whites. The last point that Schroth brings up is the fact that Gen Z is the first generation to have grown up in a completely technological world. The constant use of social media has led to an increase in mental illnesses. 
Gen Zers have the highest rate of diagnosed depression, followed closely by anxiety. Additionally, Gen Z seems to be struggling especially with stress. About half feel as though they do not do enough to manage their stress, while 25% report that they in fact do not do enough. 67% of Gen Zers in the U.S. also say that stress prevents them from taking on leadership responsibilities. Looking at Shroff's article with our research question in mind, she reports how Gen Zers feel passionately about social justice issues. Compared to previous generations, they place more focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. The government guidelines on what the definition of sexual discrimination and harassment has continued to change throughout the years. Behavior does not need to be objectively offensive in order to result in complaints. Now that we have a general idea of what defines Gen Z, we can then move on to our next source called Gen Z. In this research paper, Sarah Sladek and Alex Grobinger break down the conditions that Gen Z grew up in and why they are different from the previous generation of millennials. The atmosphere that Gen Z was born into is known for its crises, the rise of school shootings, climate change, terrorism, and the Great Recession. Although these events have led to Gen Z being more cautious, realistic, and pragmatic, they have also inspired Gen Z to try to better the world. Sladek and Grubinger argue that there are three main differences between Millennials, or Gen Y, and Gen Z. First, Gen Y is full of dreamers, while Gen Z is full of realists. Gen Y was raised by baby boomers who believed in the American dream. They encouraged Gen Y to chase after their passions and dreams, no matter where it might lead them. Because Gen X watched the economy break down, they decided to raise Gen Z more practically. Second, Gen Y was given the tools to succeed, while Gen Z was taught the skills to succeed. Baby boomers were one of the first generations to be friends with their kids. They gave Gen Y everything they needed to succeed. On the other hand, Gen X has been teaching Gen Zers skills to succeed on their own. This can be seen in the incredibly high rate of homeschooled Gen Z students. Third, Gen Y is group-oriented and Gen Z is individualistic. Boomers taught Gen Y to be team players because if everyone works hard, then everyone can win. However, Gen X witnessed economic distress, so they taught their children to be competitive because not everyone can be a winner. Looking at Gen Z's political views, Sladek and Grubinger state that they overall lean towards the left. They point out how it is appropriate that Gen Z is named after the last letter of the alphabet. Gen Z's arrival marks the end of clearly defined roles, traditions, and experiences. Gen Z will challenge the traditional family and gender roles because they themselves were born into a non-traditional family. They were born into the new family era where dads were highly involved in helping out at home. Today, one in seven stay-at-home parents is a father, while the ratio was only one in 100 in 1970. Additionally, 85% of Gen X and Y fathers report that they actively share the household chores and childcare duties with their spouse. Gen Z is also incredibly global-minded. Social media has been able to connect people all around the world. These connections between cultures has led to the youth coming together to take on global issues. During the Global Youth Forum that took place in December 2012, over 3,000 youth delegates joined. There, they presented recommendations for future global policies to the governments, NGO, UN, and the private sector representatives from 180 countries. The recommendations led to the formation of the Bali Declaration, which went directly to the Secretary General. 
Social media has also allowed Gen Z's influence to exceed their size. Anyone can gain a good amount of followers and proceed to post about their political beliefs, influencing hundreds to thousands of citizens. Looking at our next source, Generation Z looks a lot like millennials on key social and political issues. Kim Parker, Nikki Graff, and Ruth Eigelnick break down each generation's beliefs on various political views. They found that Gen Z's political beliefs typically mirrored those of millennials. On one end of the spectrum are the two younger generations, while on the opposite end is the silent generation with significantly different views and baby boomers and Gen Xers fall in the middle. Gen Zers and older generations differ sharply in their beliefs about the LGBTQIA community. About 35% of Gen Zers are more familiar with gender-neutral pronouns and know someone who uses gender-neutral pronouns compared to 7% of the silent generation. There has been an increase in the number of forms or online surveys that include other options besides man or woman when asking about a person's gender. Additionally, 48% of Gen Zers see same-sex marriage as a good thing and 36 do not care, while 18% of the silent generation view it as a good thing and 38% do not care. Gen Zers and previous generations also differ in their views about race. Gen Zers are more likely than older generations to say that Blacks are treated less fairly than Whites. 62% of Gen Z say that an increase in racial and ethnic diversity is a good thing for society, while 42% of the silent generation agree. Also, 53% of Gen Zers say that interracial marriages are positive, while 20% of the silent generation hold the same view. In addition to views about the LGBTQIA community and race, Gen Z differs in many other political views from previous generations. To name a few, 70% of Gen Z believe that the government should do more to solve problems, while 39% of the silent generation agree, and 12% of Gen Z say that couples living together without being married is a bad thing, while 41% of the silent generation hold the same view. As you can see, Generation Z's political views differ in many ways from previous generations. I would continue to list them off, but I'm afraid I would bore you, so let's move on. Our last source is called The GOP's Demographic Doom, written by Ronald Brownstein. Brownstein argues that because more and more younger people are becoming of age to vote, the Republican Party will soon start to decline. The electorate is beginning its most profound generational transition since the early 1980s. Then, baby boomers became the largest voting bloc, overshadowing the greatest generation of Americans who grew up during the Great Depression and World War II. In 2020, for the first time, millennials and Gen Z will equal baby boomers and prior generations as a portion of all the Americans eligible to vote. By 2028, millennials and Gen Z will dwarf the older generations. This does not look good for the Republican Party since the younger generations align much more closely with Democratic ideologies. In the years since 1988, the Democratic advantage among younger adults has swelled. In 2004, John Kerry won 54% of them, while in 2008, Barack Obama won 66% of them. In 2016, Donald Trump only won 36% of adults younger than 30. In 2020, Gen Z has begun to enter the electorate in large numbers. They will be able to reinforce the change that millennials began. This wave of change is partly because 49% of Gen Z are people of color and 45% of millennials are people of color, while 70% of baby boomers are white. 
Brownstein references a study by Pew Research Center that says, similar to millennials, Gen Zers are progressive and pro-government, most see the country's growing racial and ethnic diversity as a good thing, and they're less likely than older generations to see the United States as superior to other nations. All of these views contradict the Republican Party's beliefs. And we have finally made it to the end of our journey. Because of the different climate that Gen Z grew up in, it makes sense why their political views differ so much from previous generations. With the rise of technology and various social changes already ushered in by the previous generation of millennials, Gen Z is more accepting of change than any other generation. They believe that everyone deserves equal treatment regardless of gender, sexual orientation, or race. American society will see an increase in the number of reforms and policies that support the LGBTQIA community and racial minorities. America will also see a decline in popularity of the Republican Party since the younger generations typically align more with Democrats. With this knowledge, I predict that our world will become a better place. I hope that more and more people will become more accepting, and especially now, I think that everyone could use a bit of kindness. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Cookies and Conversations. Once again, I'm your host, Molly Bowers, and please be sure to join us next week. Thank you for tuning in, and good night.